Good morning. I'm grateful to God for His grace that after almost five months, I'm able to uh, share a message with you on a Sunday morning. And uh, I'm grateful for your prayers. Thank you for praying for uh, my precious Farah um, when she was unwell. Thank you for praying thereafter for Anai and me. And uh, I believe and I trust in the loving kindness of our Lord. Uh, this morning, I want to speak to you about the gospel. You know, in these, uh, in these last five months, uh, there are things that are precious that have become even more precious. There are convictions that have become stronger and perspective has become more clear, uh, not only about things about the dailiness of life, uh, but including those about our destinies. And for the last over four months, I knew that this is what I wanted to do. This is what I needed uh, to share with us. And I'll be sharing the first part of that uh, today. And thereafter, after a week or so, I will be sharing the next part of this message. I want to speak to you about the gospel. To be specific, I want to speak about living in the gospel. So if I would begin by asking us a question, what is the gospel? Let's uh, assume that you had just about a minute to share the gospel with a relative or a friend. Just a minute. What would you say? How would you articulate the gospel in a minute to that person? Because that would be the personal summary of what you understand and believe is the gospel. Uh, let's uh, positively assume that you've done well, that you, you share, that you are able to share in a minute uh, the gospel to that person. But that is not all of it. When I'm saying the gospel, I'm not referring to the four books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. What I'm referring to, as the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, the message of the cross, what he calls is the gospel. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, uh, the Apostle Paul says that Christ has sent him to preach the gospel. And furthermore, he says, that it, this gospel is the message of the cross and it is the power of God to those who believe in it. He says something interesting. He says it was in the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. So how did we receive our salvation? We received our salvation by believing, by firstly understanding and then believing in a message, and message being the gospel. So what is the content of the message of the gospel? What are the concepts of the message of the gospel? So, you know, thank God in scripture we have it because the Apostle Paul articulates that in that same book of or letter of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 to verse 8. And I'm going to read that with you. I request, I would request you to open your Bible and follow me as I read in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 to verse 8. He says, Now I make known to you, brethren, the gospel which I preached to you, 
which also you received, in which also you stand, by which also you are saved. If you hold fast the word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, and after that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures, and that he appeared until now, and that he appeared to more than 500 brethren at one time. Most of him, most of them remain until now, but some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared to me also. So that's the content of the gospel. But you know what? This content is loaded. It talks about Christ dying for our sins, you know. So who is this Christ? Who is this Jesus? You know, what is the fallen state and nature of man in their sins? And we understand that he was buried and that he rose again by the power of God. But beloved, even as these are the, these are the foundational truths of the gospel, we need to take time to consistently understand the riches of the gospel by prayerful study of the word. We need to be aware of being over-familiar with the gospel and thus oversimplifying its mystery and its eternal and infinite riches. We need to take time to use our minds to feast on the truths revealed in the scripture. Understand the concepts <clears throat> which can happen only by prayerful study of God's word being dependent on the Holy Spirit. It is in the gospel that the love of the Father, the loving obedience of the Son, and the faithful, uh, relentless work of the Holy Spirit in the brilliance of God's plan for our redemption is revealed. The glory of the triune one God is revealed in the gospel. So what did God do for us on the cross? How were all his magnificent attributes honored and revealed in the sacrifice? None of those attributes collided but the, against each other, but they all complemented each other. What has this beautiful divine exchange accomplished and won for us? What is the atonement? You know, when we, when we study about the work of the cross, we use a word called atonement. It's, it's actually an Old Testament word. And we understand in theology, it's called vicarious atonement or substitutionary atonement, or that Jesus became the vicar or the substitute on our behalf, that he took our place and he bore our sins. He bore the consequences of our sins. He bore our punishment. But he's also Christos victor, Christ, the victorious one who defeated the enemy of our souls and, and disarmed the devil and principalities and powers on that cross and when he rose again. Uh, beloved, the richness of the gospel is never just for the intellectually elite. It's for every child of God and every disciple of Jesus. But if we choose to remain in the, in the shallow understanding of the gospel and of the scriptures, it will surely be seen in a compromised, superficial, fruitless life. We will not be able to, we're not able to understand the gospel. We're not able to understand what the Lord has done for us. You know, who he is, what he's done for us and how we can receive that in every area and aspect of our life. And there would be consequences uh, uh, either way if we choose to go further in our understanding or if we choose to not go further. But look at what the Apostle Paul says uh, to 
Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 16. He says this. He says, pay close attention to yourself and to your teaching. Persevere in these things. For as you do this, you will ensure salvation both for yourself and for those who hear you. And so the Apostle Paul is telling Timothy, he says, pay close attention to yourself. If we try to save the world, if you try to reach out to others, which is, which is so important and necessary, he says, pay close attention first to yourself and to your teaching, to your doctrine, Timothy, because upon that is your salvation. And even those who hear you will be saved properly based on your understanding of the gospel and the scriptures. So that, therefore, that takes me further from concepts that our minds uh, need to grapple with and understand, and that needs to move and become convictions in our heart. Concepts of the gospel become, need to become convictions of the gospel. <clears throat> but you may ask me, Shannon, why do I need to do this? Why cannot just keep it, you know, simple as as often people think or say, you know, let's keep it simple. Why you want to complicate it? Because it's complex, beloved. Richness is always complex. But God will help us to step into this complexity, not to get complicated, but so that we are able to unravel, unpack the beauty and the richness of who our God is and all that he's done for us. And then that moves and gets absorbed into our lives. And then we become trees, strong trees, firmly planted in the rich soil of God's word, in the rich soil of the gospel. And our lives bring forth eternal, abundant fruit. Let's not for a moment think and talk about the world. Let's talk about you and me. You know, God loves you. He loved you. He loves you. And he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for you. And Jesus died on that cross for you and for me. Was buried and rose again for you and for me. Everything that he bore and carried on that cross was yours and mine. None of his. And everything he accomplished and won was for you and for me. So here's the point. Make this yours. Make this mine. This message is yours first always before you share it with anyone else. And so clear concepts help build deep convictions. And so the key is absorption, what the Bible calls meditation. I want to quote a respected theologian who helps us understand what is meditation in the scripture. It is pondering relishing, imagining, applying, and rehearsing God's truth until it becomes real to the heart and permanently affects your attitude and behavior. He says further, meditation is thinking a truth in and thinking a truth out until the ideas become big and sweet, moving and affecting, and until the reality of God is sensed in the heart. And so that's what meditation is. Taking the truths of God's word, taking the truths of the gospel every day as often as you can and then bring it out, speak it out. And that brings me to one of my recent favorite quotes 
by D. Martin Lloyd-Jones, and this is what he says, so important. Have you realized that most of your unhappiness in life is due to the fact that you are listening to yourself instead of talking to yourself? The most important sermon you will have ever hear is the one you preach to yourself. That's crucial. Beloved, we need to understand that it's important to speak the gospel to yourself, to ourselves first. You know, we must learn to speak the truth in love, as the scriptures say. Have you been speaking the gospel to yourself in love? I've had to do that so often in these past five months, and I'll have to continue to do that even more in these coming days, months, and years. To remind myself of who my God is, of what he's done for me on the cross, what he did for my Pharaoh, what he's done for, for me and for my Anaya, the hope that we have. And as we rehearse this gospel to ourselves, we find ourselves standing stronger in the truth of God's word. And there are benefits of it, which I'll just mention uh, the most uh, immediate of it towards the end in just a few minutes. But there are so many more benefits that will come into our lives and our lives will bring God great glory and honor. But it's important to grow in the gospel, to absorb its truth daily. Its power we must learn to practice. And so um, uh, when we look at scripture, look at Ephesians chapter 3 verse 18. So beautifully puts it. Again, the apostle Paul writing, he says, you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, what is the length, what is the height, and what is the depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. If I may paraphrase it, the Apostle Paul is saying, Dive into the gospel and pray that you will get rooted and grounded in love. So speak the truths of the gospel in love to yourself. If you and I don't know how to speak the truths of God's word to ourselves first in love, how would we do that to others? And as you do that, you will be rooted and grounded in the gospel and you will be positioned in a place when you will be able to grow in your understanding and in your experience of the love of God that was, that was being revealed to us in its fullness uh, through the work of the cross. So towards the end, here's what I want to say. There are so many benefits of uh, the gospel. And I want to share uh, more about this in my next message. But here, here's the immediate uh, here's the immediate gift of the gospel as we remind ourselves of it, as we get rooted and grounded in it more and more. And this is the gift, joy. The gospel gives us joy, joy that is unspeakable and full of glory, joy that triumphs over every test and every trial that can come in our life. And this is what... Uh, the Apostle Peter says, and I, I'll close with this passage and then pray with you. 
It says this, blessed be the God and Father in 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 3 to verse 9. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. He's talking about the gospel. And he says it's by the gospel that we are born again to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away. Reserved in heaven for you, who are protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, even though now for a little while. If necessary, you have been distressed by various trials, so that the proof of your faith, being much more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And though you have not seen him, you love him. And though you do not see him now, but believe in him, you greatly rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, obtaining as the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. My brothers and sisters, that's what the gospel gives us. It gives us joy, the joy of our salvation, the joy of forgiveness of sins, the joy of knowing that God is our Father in Jesus Christ and that He is our Savior, He is our Good Shepherd, He is our Lord and that He is our Protector, our Provider, our Deliverer and that He will never leave us, never forsake us. Beloved, that gives us joy, that helps us triumph and persevere beyond every trial and testing that man and man mankind could ever endure. And so here's what I want to say at the end. If there is a lack of joy and peace and hope in your life, it is an indicator that, the, that there is a lack of the understanding of the absorption of the gospel in that area of your life. And I want to encourage you to rehearse the gospel to yourself. Rehearse it. Speak the truth of the gospel to yourself in love. Till the gospel will encompass and penetrate every area of your life. Till we are holy and only his and living only and wholly for the glory of God. I pray that God would bless you this week. That you would take our time, uh, even in your Caleb prayer groups. You would take our time in your life groups. Take a few minutes to rehearse this message and to rehearse what you have heard. And remind each other, and most importantly yourselves, that it's so important for us to understand the concepts of the gospel. Keep going on in that. And then let those concepts become deep convictions of the gospel. The Lord bless you. Uh, the Lord make his face shine upon you. Um, I want to close this message by praying right now. But I also have requested uh, for a song uh, to be played, a worship song, a hymn that I believe uh, is able to summarize and communicate what I've shared with you. Uh, the Lord bless you. Let me pray with you right now. Father, I want to thank you for um, who you are, Lord. You are a good Father, loving Father, compassionate. You're holy, God of love and justice and mercy. And I thank you, God, that all of that and much more 
of your infinite attributes have been revealed in the work of the cross. When you gave your only son, Jesus, it's a sacrifice for our sins. Thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice. And thank you, Jesus, that by the, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you have given unto us, Lord, this message of the cross. Preach to us in the simplicity of the gospel, of this message being preached from mouth to mouth, person to person. It's gone from one mouth to another's ears. And that produce faith because you have been at work uh, before and behind and up, up front in every person's life. That it is you who has worked in the life of every soul that has been saved and redeemed. And I pray that we would be able to understand the value of the gospel even more and pursue to understand it and be more rooted and grounded in it in love as we remind ourselves, as we rehearse that to ourselves and we remind each other uh, of the riches of the gospel. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. I pray that Utsav, uh, every member of Utsav would be rooted and grounded in love in the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ more and more so that they would be trees that would bring forth, deeply rooted, uh, bring, bring forth abundant and lasting fruit. Bless every person hearing this. Bless every family that is hearing this and that the gospel will come into the life of every member um, of, uh, of every family, uh, Lord, especially those who are not yet saved, who are not yet received, that they their hearts and their minds will be prepared to receive, to hear and believe on the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ and be saved and become your true disciples. Bless your people, O oh God. Bless these families. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you.